The podcast for regular Joes, couch potatoes, and self-proclaimed sports analysts that live sports. This is Mama's Basement Sports Talk with Shannon Coward. Every Monday through Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. Thank you for tuning in to another week of Mama's Basement. I'm your host, Shannon Coward, and we had a big weekend with sports. So let's get straight to it. So, of course, the biggest games this weekend were in the NFL for the AFC and NFC Championship. If you didn't already know, in the AFC, the Denver Broncos defeated the New England Patriots 20-18 to go to their 8th Super Bowl. Now, off the rip, I chose New England Patriots because I thought Tom Brady, Gronkowski, Edelman could bring that offense to do something special against probably the best defense that they've played against in the last few years and definitely the best defense in the league this year. Not only did Denver's defense surprise me how well they played and how much they got to Tom Brady, but really... Peyton Manning surprised me putting up two touchdowns, playing a very smart game, not making any dumb mistakes. Now, I know it's Peyton Manning, but I lived in Indiana, and even in Indianapolis, they said he didn't have a team, but he he made a lot of big-time mistakes when it came to the playoffs. He's 12-13 in the postseason. He's coming off a, a host of injuries, so I'm really surprised how the defense gave him the ball to pretty much control the game. Going into the game, it was who's going to have the most control of the ball. And obviously, Denver was able to get Brady off the ball and keep Peyton with the ball. Not only that, though, being in Denver, where the air density is a lot lower, Denver used that to their advantage to go ahead and beat the New England Patriots. So big shout out to Peyton Manning. He's trying to win this because this might be his last year. The real question is, did Bill Belichick get outcoached? So I'm going to need my friendly listeners out there to send me some comments or some messages, or you can email me also. But let me know, did Bill Belichick get outcoached? With six minutes left in the fourth quarter, Bill Belichick decides to go for the fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. Was that a good decision? I need feedback. But here's my opinion. Because I feel like that was a good call. Bill Belichick, instead of giving it to the kicker, which we've seen this year, kickers are not guaranteed to make the kick. So was it a good decision? I think it was a great decision. I think how the game plays out, and that happens all the time in the NFL, the games kind of play out in a way that you say, oh, he should have went to the field goal or this or their fault, especially kickers. But I think that was a good call. You keep the ball in Tom Brady's hands, regardless of how the game looks at that point in time, instead of giving it to the kicker, who actually missed one kick during the game after hitting 523 straight kicks. So I need feedback to let me know if Bill Belichick got outcoached, if he just made a couple bad decisions. To me, the whole game, it seems like he got outcoached. He didn't know what to do or where to go. With the ball, even he didn't even know where to put his best players out on defense. He didn't know where to put them. So let me know. Give me your feedbacks. Did Bill Belichick get out coached? Let me know. And the AFC had the more exciting game, but I'm really excited to be announcing that Carolina defeated the Arizona Cardinals to go to the Super Bowl. 
Big shout out to Cam. Through all the adversity, through the haters, Cam is going to the Super Bowl. Um, we're located here in Atlanta, so uh, he's Atlanta native, if nobody knew that before. So uh, most people in Atlanta are really proud of Cam Newton, working hard, working through everything he had to go through, and all the haters, and all the controversy to get here, lead his team, be the Superman, not just be a great black quarterback, but a galvanize, galvanizing face, a big leader. Big shout-out. But even a bigger shout-out to the Carolina defense. Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, Norman. Big shout-out. They came out tough. They came out motivated. They came out wanting to go to the Super Bowl. And not only that, they already told us it's not just about getting there and it's about winning. This defense has suffocated everybody. They look better than the Legion of Boom this year. They came after Russell Wilson. And last night, they came after Carson Palmer. They suffocated the offensive line. They beat him up. Every time somebody got the ball trying to make extra yards, they hit him. Larry Fitzgerald, he didn't even want to grab the ball. Larry Fitzgerald only has 23 missed drops in his career. He had one last night, a big one wide open, because he didn't know how hard he was going to get hit. So big shout-out to Carolina Panthers for their win, and I can't wait to see what happens against uh, Denver in the Super Bowl. Now, as we get closer to the game, I'll dig deeper with some stats. But I'm going to leave a couple of these stats right here. Over the whole league this year, in offense, Carolina's offense is second in efficiency, first in points per game, and 13 in yards per game. The Denver defense is first in defensive efficiency, fourth in points per game, and first in opponent's yards per play. So I'm going to leave that there, and Thomas Davis has a broken arm right now. So I'm going to leave that there as we go forward um, to the Super Bowl and talking more about that. This is an offensive-defensive matchup, they say, but Peyton Manning is going to have to do what he does against a really hungry defense. And big shout-out to Ron Rivera also. He won a Super Bowl with Mike Dick and the Bears back in the day, and now he gets to coach one, so it seems like he knows what he's doing. Big shout to Ron Rivera. This is going to be exciting, and we're going to get more into it as we get closer to the game. But just know Big Cam is coming. He's coming. Peyton Manning, I know he's been there. I know he has the the age and the, the wisdom, but Big Cam is coming for you, so that's exciting. By the way, did anybody know that Luke Keekley has more jersey sales than Cam Newton? That's my question for the viewers on this topic. I need your feedback. What is this saying that Luke Keekley has better jersey sales than Cam Newton, the leader, the quarterback of a team? Is this a racial thing? Is it a black and white thing? Is it just who Cam is? Is, this a, is it Cam's personality that's holding him back? Give me some feedback on that, and we'll move to college basketball. College basketball has been so unpredictable this year. For starters, Gonzaga it has fallen outside of the top 25. They have been to the NCAA 17 straight years. The only other teams that have done that is Kansas, Duke, and Michigan State. Gonzaga has great talent and great big men inside with a couple inside-outside stretch four threats. So it's really surprising to me that an older veteran team like Gonzaga, who did well in the tournament last year, falls outside of the top 25 and has their streak on Jeopardy and possibly might not make it to the tournament, might go to NIT. 
Um, Duke, Duke, going coming off that three straight losses to three unfranked teams, they're sitting at number twenty. Their season is in jeopardy. Their streak of twenty plus straight national uh, tournament appearances is very much in jeopardy. Kansas and Michigan State are doing great, but Duke and Gonzaga is scary. Indiana moves up to the top 25 after having some suspect losses earlier in the season to some unranked teams. Now they're playing better. They're one of the better offenses in the country. So big shout-out to my old state, Indiana. Oklahoma has pulled away from the rest of the ranks, showing that they might be the best team because they have all the pieces that you need to possibly win a national championship. And the main one being to me is having a versatile guard-type player. The guards usually run NCAA, but if you have a guard who can put up 40, 50 in the game, who can close out a game, who can put up, put up big numbers when you need it, who can shoot the ball at a 50, 40, 90 range, you're going to go a very long way. And Buddy Hill for Oklahoma is that person. But not only that, he has key and great pieces to go with Buddy Hill, like Woodard, who can also put up 30 or 40 in the game. Latin, with his improved jumper and offensive rebounding, they can go a very long way. I can see them win the national championship. I'm not giving it to them, but I do see a, a couple players who can put up 30 on the same team with a whole lot of fight. So we will get more into college basketball. I'll start breaking down more stats as we get closer to the NCAA tournament. But for right now, let's be on the lookout, see if Gonzaga makes the tournament, see if Duke does well in the tournament, and see how Oklahoma goes moving forward. Give me your feedback. Let me know your favorite teams, favorite players in NCAA. Let me know what you think about Ben Simmons. If he's going to make the tournament, and if he doesn't, if he's right on the bubble, will the NCAA tournament decide to let his team in? Because everybody wants to see him in the tournament more so than any other place. The season is cool, but we want to see Ben Simmons play on the big stage. So give me your feedback. Let me know what you feel about college basketball right now. Since we're talking about basketball, let's piggyback right into the NBA. It was a pretty big weekend for the NBA. So we all know that David Black got fired from the Cavaliers this past weekend, and the Cavaliers decided to hire Tyron Lue. For starters, we all know Tyron Lue for getting crossed up by Iverson and getting walked over. But now I'll try to accurately describe the love triangle between David Black, Tyron Lue, and the Cavaliers organization. A year before last, when LeBron decided to come back home to Cleveland, the Cavaliers were looking for a head coach. David Blatt and Tyron Lue were the two options. They didn't know LeBron James was going to come home and get other players to come with him. So they give the job to David Blatt and give Tyron Lue a contract that's the highest paid assistant coach contract in the NBA. Hayward, who played on the team that first year, said that David Blatt had problems confronting LeBron James in the video room. So... From day one, the players didn't really respect David Blatt. They respected Tyron Lue, who had been in the NBA Finals, who had been assistant coach to Doc Rivers. They respected him. They didn't respect David Blatt. Brings me to a question, because I wonder if the GM Griffin is really the man for the job. I need the feedback from the listeners. If you were the GM for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and knowing what you know today, would you still go ahead and trade Wiggins and pieces for Kevin Love? 
or would you keep Wiggins? Me personally, I think I would. I would at the time, I said I would keep Wiggins. I saw his ability. He looked like an, another LeBron James. He looked like a poor man's LeBron James who just needs to develop. He's developing. He's working hard. He wants to prove to the Cleveland Cavaliers, I think, and LeBron that it was a bad deal. And he really, I know today he really wishes he was still on that team. He's getting paid all the money and whatnot. But come on, of course everybody want to want to play with LeBron James. But let me know how you feel. Is Griffin a, a good GM? Should they have kept Wiggins? Let me know. So we got a big game tonight in the NBA. The Golden State Warriors go head up against the San Antonio Spurs, 10:30 Eastern. Tim Duncan's not playing in this game, but it's still gonna be a big game. We're gonna see how Kawhi Leonard, Lamarcus Aldridge plays against this high-powered offense. Both of the teams, respectively, one two defense um, defensive efficiency in the Western Conference. So, give me some feedback on what you think is going to happen tonight. Who has upper hand mismatches? Let me know what you guys feeling tonight on the game, and that'll be exciting. Yo, and big shout out to Carmelo Anthony who just passed Gary Payton on 30th on the all-time scoring list, taking that spot, moving his way up, making a real argument for a Hall of Fame career. So big shout out to Carmelo having a way better year. Then most years, uh, deferring to Porzingis, we love it. Keep doing big things. Carmelo Anthony keeps playing how he's playing now. He might even get him a championship sooner or later. So big shout-out to Carmelo Anthony. All right, we got one more topic to discuss on this cold Monday, and that's Serena Williams playing against Sharapova tonight in the Australian Open. This is like a season opener for tennis. The Australian Open is the first big major of the year. I mean, tennis, there's four big majors uh, filled in by a lot of smaller tournaments in between. So the Australian Open is a, a big deal. This is Serena's first big tournament and a great opportunity for her to redeem herself from last year and grab the elusive calendar Grand Slam. I want your feedback and I want you to let me know what you think about Serena Williams' career. Is she underrated? Is she overrated? Let me know how you think about her. To me, nobody can beat Serena Williams. She beats herself. Just like last year, she should have went and grabbed the calendar Grand Slam. She loses one match shy of the whole thing, and it's all in her own head. She's the most powerful being on the court. She's the most powerful person and human we have ever seen touch the tennis court. So with that being said, let me know what you think about Serena Williams and her career moving forward. So, yeah, this is looking like a great week of sports this week. Again, I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking for artists who want to do more with a podcast or want to produce anything with the music or their artwork or just wanted some exposure in any kind of way. Let me know. I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking for stories. I'm looking for athletes and stories or non-athletes and stories from all around the world, different uh, aspects of sports, um, different sports being played. The culture of sports in other countries, let me know at all. I'm really interested. You can also email me at mamasbasementsports at gmail.com. Um, produced by Rare Five Productions, LLC. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I always have a great time doing this podcast every day. Um, just let me know what you guys think. Make sure that you're subscribed to my podcast on iTunes. And remember, stay cool. 
in Mama's basement. Thanks.